Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob Kosberg here with another episode of our Published Remote Profit Podcast. I have a great guest for you today. Uh, Mark Kwan is the president and CEO of the Remy Group. Uh, the Remy Group offers consulting services to help business owners and high net worth individuals with asset protection and advanced tax strategies. Uh, Mark spent 13 years as an investment advisor uh, with Transamerica and during that time offer, authored three, not offered, well, I guess you did both, authored and offered uh, three different uh, financial books. Uh, Rich Man, Poor Bank was your first book, I guess, five or six years ago. Top 10 Ways to Avoid Taxes, Who Doesn't Want to Do That? And uh, Top 25 Ways an IUL Can Secure Your Financial Future. That's your most recent book, which also became a bestseller. So congratulations on that. Mark, I know you're an expert in using insurance for tax reduction and uh, and to create a tax-free family bank, which uh, we're going to want some definition on that. But man, great to have you on the podcast today. I was looking forward to this. I just, I just like I said, I enjoy teaching people financial literacy. I enjoy talking with other entrepreneurs, sharing ideas, and I'm now I'm sure I'll learn something from you today. I actually did. I'll, I'll ask you a question later on your email. I was like, oh, that's super cool. I've never seen that before. So anyway, yeah, I work with entrepreneurs and investors every single day yeah. and we just learn from each other, you know? Yeah. So you know I, I love that. And I like to have a conversational, you know, you weren't given a list of questions and it, it's more, I, my first book was on financial services when I had a financial services company myself and uh, different and not focused on infinite banking and family banking, that kind of thing. But in a general sense, you know, the stats are horrible, right? Like the average person 65, I think, what is it? statistically 96% of the people that hit 65 are either broke or they are going to you know require social security to live i mean such a tiny percentage of people are financially free by the time they're 65 and yet they've worked for 40 plus years and and in many cases right. made millions of dollars what would you say are like some of the biggest you know, maybe mistakes that people make or why do they get themselves into that position? How can we avoid it? Right? <laughs> right. Okay. I would say one, be careful what your parents and what your schools are telling you. The first book, Rich Man or Bank is about basically one concept, why we don't learn finances. Right. It's when financial education goes up, bank profit goes down. <laughs> Everything you learn in school comes from the banks. Mm. I saw this in college, I mean, they would call, banks would come into college campuses, and I was a vice president in the student union at the time in college, and they would basically give us money to let the credit card companies on campus to give us student loan student loans and credit card debts. Right? They can't say they can't educate you on how crooked and corrupt the banking industry is. They literally can't. I mean, I can tell you, read just read Rich Man Poor Bank. People go, I want to throw up. I Mark, I read your book. I want to throw up. I didn't realize it worked that bad. Yeah. Yet, who's tied into it? One, the college has to conform to that education. Two, the teachers all have to say, yes, do that. Otherwise, they'll be fired. They have to tell you to take those student loans. Otherwise, they can't pay their bills. Right. So it's called the debt matrix. We all live in a debt matrix. And everything you've ever learned, unless you're in the top 1%, 
Everything you've ever learned has been corrupted in many, many ways by the largest publicly traded banking corporations. And they want you their money to sit in your savings account and earn nothing so they can invest it at high rates of returns. And then they want to keep you ignorant and say you need to get some credit cards and some auto loans. Just that system alone. If we all continue with the belief that we need to, our, our most important thing is to save money and get good credit. That's the trap. That's called the debt matrix. Unless you can get yourself out of that, your problem. And here's the problem is, you know, how I made lots of money. I started going to younger people. I stopped. I stopped talking to young, to older people. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I'm 43 and I never have to work again for the rest nice. of my life. Nice. Okay. Ever. Because I went to younger people and said, what are you guys doing? And what are you guys doing? And I have most, a lot of my clients are between the ages of 19 and 26. Some make a hundred thousand sitting in their basement. Some make 400,000 and they still live at home. So I'm telling you, you really have to realize that the older people, they're in a box. They've been stuck there forever. And they really don't know how the world works. Yeah. The younger people, I mean, they're killing it. They're they're going to retire at a young age. One of my clients are retired at a young age Love in their twenty early twenties, and they're financially independent. How so. exciting! I mean, you know, obviously, those that taught us right, grade school, high school, even college, are stuck in the matrix themselves, right? Yes. And so even if there's not some sinister plan uh, to keep the poor man down, they don't know how to get out themselves, right? That's the point. It's it's the blind eating the blind. Yeah. And you take people who are incredibly good, ethical, they want to help somebody. Right. But where were they educated? Yeah. They were educated from a mega bank that, one, they, they're not allowed to teach anything else, okay? If I showed you, you don't need a checking account. You, I mean, you can have a checking account. I got five bucks in my savings account. Everything else is invested for me at high rates of returns. And I can borrow at low interest rate whenever I want with no credit check. Yeah. You would go, wait. And I do that. I've, I've, I could literally show you how I did that today to use other people's money to grow my wealth. Yeah. And it cost me, you know, next to nothing. Right. And I can do this over and over and over again. I'm literally teaching a course on this right now. It's, it's crazy. So yeah. it's just a lot of fun. When you're financially independent, you get to do what I want. I, I wake up whenever I want. I do whatever I want. I work from Zoom. I can do it anywhere in the world. I went to Miami on vacation and then I came back for a little bit. Nice. I was in Los Angeles. And then I went to Cabo San Lucas, spent some time out there, work on the beach. And then I got to do whatever I want for the rest of my life. So I just want other people to have that. You know, that that's freedom. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> so, um, if I'm not mistaken, Chairman Powell just came out even within the last couple of hours and said that inflation is apparently going to be more persistent and probably higher than they anticipated. Of course, this is him saying that a week, two weeks after he said, don't worry, it's transitory, etc. Maybe <laughs> okay. ex- explain to people why that matters to them. Because you said something that most people will hear and maybe go right over their head. Savings is the way to to debt. It's the way to be broke financially, not to be free financially. And so I'm sure you're thinking about banks and savings accounts and that kind of thing. So maybe talk about that as it relates to inflation and, you know, the answer to some of those challenges that people face. First of all, you need to realize that one, inflation is a lie. Okay. In 1980, they took food and energy out of the inflation rate. Well, why? Because inflation went out of control before. And they said, wow, 
Like we can't, you know, and then we had to raise interest rates to reduce inflation. So they took food and energy. So the the inflation rate they're quoting you is a lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why well, is well, it a who lie? needs food and energy though? Oh, wait a minute, well, yeah. everybody. <laughs> but, but wait, let's take this out of conspiracy. Mark's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Why can the government tell us the truth about inflation? Well, pensions and and government salaries and all the things that are the real inflation rate. Yeah. So if they report the real inflation rate, they have to adjust social security and pensions and all things to the real rate. Right. And that just makes the government go bust faster. Right. Like our government's basically bankrupt. I mean, they basically are by definition, yeah. by accounting principles, our government is bankrupt already. Yep. But if they report the real inflation, they, they have to print more money to try and pay the bills. Right. So, I mean, that's why, first of all, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'll back it up with facts and data and why it's happening so you actually understand, right? So why does schools teach us the inflation, right? Well, again, it, it goes so much deeper. You live in a bank, you live in a debt matrix. You need to get your head out of the debt matrix and realize, and I'll tell you what, if you want to generate, if you want to struggle generationally, here's what you should tell your kids to do. Save money and get good credit, okay? <laughs> Put all your money into a retirement account so you can retire at 65. If you want to put generational poverty, tell them to do that <laughs> because the real inflation rate will wipe them out. Right. Dude, I can run any illustration. Send me to a financial advisor. Yeah. Put your put your money and save good money and get good credit. Get the match on your 401k. Put it into a 401k. If it generates 7% rate of return and we calculate real inflation, we're going to retire in poverty. Yeah. Take me any to any financial advisor. I will show you exactly how by taking their advice, you're going to retire in poverty. Right. And that's yeah. if social security is there, right? Yeah. If there's no social security, now you're really in trouble. Right. Okay. So all, I mean, this goes so deep. I was an investment advisor for 13 years and a financial advisor registered rep for almost 17 I'm sorry, but even the advice we're getting today, there's better advice. I'll just say there's better advice, you know, than what we've been taught. Yeah. Okay. So just be careful where you're getting your money and who's teaching me that and what's in it for them. Okay. okay so, <laughs> so give yeah. us some of the better advice. So, um, you know, everybody has their six steps or five pillars, et cetera. Um, can you briefly kind of outline what the steps to success um, okay. Really look like it's basically you need to raise your financial IQ. You really need to raise your financial IQ. If your financial IQ is save money, get good credit, pay off my mortgage fast, you know, put money in my in my four hundred one k and hope to retire, you really got to step it up. Um, that's going to lead to very tough times in the future, right? Right. You need to raise your fund. Now, it's pretty fast to do it if you find the right places, right? If you find the right places to do it, you can do that. Now, traditional advice says, okay, put your money into a, let's take it, an index fund. Right. Okay. So we put our money into an index fund and it goes up. Okay. It goes up, it goes up, goes up, goes up, goes up. And then when the market crashes, it loses a whole bunch of money. And then that's when we lose our jobs. Okay. Then we have to liquidate our retirement accounts to do that. And then the only other alternative is we can, if we have an emergency, we have to go credit card debt, take money out of my mortgage, all those different things, right? Okay. Now, the difference is called correlated assets, okay? Non-correlated and correlated. Correlated means everything goes in the same direction and non-correlated means it can go in the opposite direction, okay? So this is a simple thing that I teach my newest advisors, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you could have one asset that's going up, 
but you have one asset that goes up but doesn't crash, okay? Now, when are the best opportunities to build wealth? During a crash, okay? Yeah. Now, if you raise your, now here's what happened. Here's, why I wrote, here's how I wrote this book, okay? I'm sitting at home and the stock market starts crashing. Ooh, coronavirus is coming out. I'm thinking, time to make some money. I'm like, this is a horrible <laughs> thing going on in the world. I'm like, time to take some money, yeah. okay? So I, I know how to, I mean, I can borrow money at 0% interest. I can do all kinds of crazy things. But I also know the difference between a Vanguard index fund, the index, the market times three, or a stock option on the stock market. Makes sense? So I know the differences between those three things. So if I have a, let's say put a hundred grand in a, in a 401k or whatever, and it's a hundred grand market crashes, it's 50. I can put something into a non-correlated asset and let's say it only grows to 80. Okay. So I got 50 grand over here. I got 80 over here, but I can borrow against that 80. I could borrow another 60. Well, I can take that 60 and use those other tools. I can turn that 60 into $600,000 pretty quickly. Hmm. Wow. Using options, leverage, ETFs, or whatever. So you have two assets. You need one that can be go up and down. Yeah. And then you need a non-correlated asset. That you to can take borrow yourself and go. Yeah, to take, yes, and you can borrow against. Okay. Yeah. I can show you that I could literally go in my trading account, show you. I bought a stock option on Tesla for $7,500 and sold it for $75,000 in two weeks. Wow. That's, that's uh, two weeks. That's pretty okay? significant. So that is pretty significant. Yeah. If your financial IQ is, I'm going to put my money into a, a, a portfolio of 70% stocks and 40% bonds, if that's your financial education, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Okay. See, I go into, I'll use non-correlated. I'll put the stock market, the stock market times three. Anytime it goes up, I'll sell some. Anytime it goes down, I'll buy some. Yeah. It destroys the return of the stock market. Yeah. Pretty easily. Um, so the point is that, that you have to raise your financial IQ. And if you're just putting money in 60% in the stocks and 40% in bonds, and then you're just hoping, well, when it goes up, it goes up. When it crashes and you need the money most, you can't get it. Right. And then you can't borrow against it. If my 80 grand is up here, the 80 grand goes up from the bottom. I take the 60 grand, I can turn the 60 into $600,000. Right. Pretty, right. Pretty fast if you know what these other things are. That's right. just financial education. And just, I've spent, okay, uh, my background, I'm a high school and college dropout. I came here to the, to the United States with no green card. Okay. My first job was a security guard for $6 and 15 cents. Nice. I've got three generations of poverty. My dad was a bricklayer. I used to, my dad was at the top of the scaffolding, mixing the concrete with a cigarette in my mouth. I was at the bottom of the, the scaffolding as a teenager, mixing the concrete with a cigarette. That's my financial education. Right. I was growing up as a teenager. Now I can pretty much create money. In fact, good markets, I'll make a lot of money. Bad markets are fantastic. I can right. 10x your net worth but you have to get financially literate you know people spend what four hours a day watching television I'm like well wow, put two hours a week into your financial education they'll go to costco and spend all this money in target and, and amazon but boy they won't spend money on financial education it's crazy to me yeah today if you don't have money it's because you're lazy and you're watching too much television mm. and you're not willing to go out there and learn i don't know how to say it any more than that first of all you need to well, that's plenty that's strong the, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying that I, I want to wake people up. And that's the point. I can't be like sugarcoat this and blah, blah, blah. I need to wake people up. Like you get out of the matrix, raise your financial education, right? Do it just and baby steps. Just learn a little bit and learn a little. That's how I learned. I learned a little bit like this and a little bit like this and kept learning and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wonderful. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so define, define, define for people what an IUL is and okay. how that fits in this, in this process. Okay. So an IUL goes back to what do rich people do? Okay. If you want to invest money with no risk, here's what you could do. You could do this in your own fidelity account, put money into bonds, risk-free, right? We do all the corporations, you'd have to have a default of all the corporations to lose money. And then when it has a bunch of dividends, you can buy a thing called a stock option. Okay. And that bets up on the stock market. Now that's a one-year call option. That's a call options, right? Um, easy to do this in Robinhood, by the way. Robinhood simplified some things, but again, I don't want people going to do this after this. You should probably raise your financial education. Yeah. But if you just take the dividends and you buy an option, let's say on the S&P 500 one year, only two things happen. The stock market crashes. You, do you lose any money? No, your money was in bonds. Yeah. Or two, the stock option makes money. You sell the stock option one year and you throw it in the bonds. Your portfolio can only go up. Okay. Okay. So that's, it's not magic. It's not like whatever. These are things that rich investors and hedge funds do yeah. to make money. You're hedging, you're hedging so, your bet there. Exactly. You're saying I can never lose money and my portfolio can only go up. Right. Okay. Now let's not get to it. You can buy an option and sell another one and you can put a foreign cap. But these are things that really wealthy people do. Okay. So in 1997, some rich person said, some guy on Wall Street said, what if we put that inside an insurance wrapper? Okay. There's a tax code since around since 88. You pay no taxes on the growth. You can take money out and you die. There's no taxes. You could eliminate yourself. It's like a, it's like a big Roth IRA. Yeah. Okay. Where you can put tons of money and it only goes up and it never goes down. Yeah. It locks in. Now here's the cool part. If a stock portfolio drops 50%, how much does it need to make to go back? It needs to make a hundred percent to get back. Yeah portfolio that only goes up, it actually buys at the bottom, doesn't it? Yeah. So it goes up, it never goes down. When they buy the option one year later, they're buying it wherever the market is. So it actually goes up from the bottom. Okay. Yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. It's not that it's better, but if you have a correlated asset, a non-correlated asset, a non-correlated asset would buy the stock market at the bottom. It doesn't need to go back to the previous high. People go, that sounds like magic. That's too good to be true. <laughs> I told you how it's done. You can do it in a brokerage account. Right. You just didn't, you wrap it in an insurance wrapper. That, now that's the IUL. The that's an IUL. That's yeah. a, basically an IUL. It's a highly sophisticated thing they use in hedge funds yeah. and on Wall Street to make money. They just do it in an insurance wrapper to yeah. eliminate the taxes. So yeah. it's not magical. It's not too good to be true. You can do it. It's just, if you did it, there's a lot of taxes there. The dividends from the bonds and the call option, you sell it, there's all these taxes, tax consequences. Right. So, yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Good explanation. So obviously your book on the top 25 ways is a great way that they can understand and learn how to use that. This is the whole idea of a family bank or infinite banking, right? Can you maybe explain that uh, and what that term is a little bit for people? Okay. It's just like, okay, how do you define a bank? We've been taught to save money, put it into a, something where it's safe and secure. And then we're taught to go get good credit. So that's a trap, right? Because you put all your money in a savings account, it does nothing and it gets eaten away by inflation really fast. Yeah. And if you put it in the stock market, you lose it. So you, then that, that's, that's the reason. If we're told to put six months of savings in a savings account, well, who gets really, really wealthy? Well, of course, the banking corporations do. So right. let's challenge that that perception. If you can put money into a risk-free 
tax-free portfolio that only goes up and never goes down, you're the person who has lots of money when the stock market goes down because it doesn't go down. The portfolio will naturally buy at the bottom of the market because it buys the options at the lower price wherever the market is, so it goes up. Yeah. Well, you can also take loans with no credit check and it doesn't go on your credit report because you can take loans based on the security of the investments. And it's tax-free, so, I imagine. And it is, it is 100% tax-free. Yeah. So the question is, what's your financial IQ to invest outside of the IUL? Is right. it to buy real estate? Is it to buy stocks, stock options, leverage ETFs during down markets? Because I posted them on Instagram and he was welcome on Instagram. I was posting what I was buying on, on Instagram after, during coronavirus. So welcome to go check it out. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, we'll have yeah. to give them some links so they can do that. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Yeah. Well, raising your financial IQ, obviously you have several books that will help with that. Maybe we can just change gears a little bit. You told me uh, your first book took five years to write, how painful it was. And, you know, of course, I've at this point, I've helped well over a thousand authors to get their books written and launched and all that. I know how difficult it is, but you've written two since then. So obviously you're getting something out of writing your books. Talk to me about that. How have your books helped you to spread your message, grow your business, maybe get speaking engagements? What have your books done for your business specifically? Um, it's been really good. I mean, I, again, I write books because there's something that inspires me at the moment. Good. Okay, So the first one was just frustration over the banking industry that everyone's taught to just save money, get good credit, and we're all stuck in a deck. So I was like, I got to write about that. right? So, um, And it goes over with things like fractional reserve banking, all those things that... So what I like to do is take complicated stuff and simplify it. Like That's my fun thing to do. right? So, But so what happened in 2018, I got really sick and I had heart and valve repair. Ooh. Okay. So I'm sitting in the intensive care unit of USC CAC Hospital. I'm in the ICU, okay? And I'm on Norco's, okay? And I got nothing to do. I'm sitting there going, what am I going to do? I got five, six weeks off to do nothing. Well, what am I going to do, right? Um, I'm like, oh, crap, grab my laptop. I started writing a book. So I wrote most of top 10 ways to avoid taxes while on Norco's. Wow. Okay? So in the ICU, most of it was all started. The layout was all done in the ICU. And then in the recovery, I wrote most of the format for the book. Um, but I also learned that uh, I learned about programs where if you're going to name a book and you name it wrong, it's not going to sell. Okay. There's programs where you can hack Amazon and find out what name, what word should be in your title. Like there's a, you can look at your competitors these days. You can find out what they're using to sell their books. Okay. How did I learn that? I talked to people that are younger than me. Like they're just doing this stuff. They're learning to hack stuff, right? They they hack Amazon to find out what it is. So um, so I wrote that one in, in, and that was basically on taxes because I was like, okay, we understand how debt works, but how do taxes work? And I've done a lot of things to make a lot of money without paying taxes. Buy a house, live in it for two years, sell it, no taxes, right? You can you can do that every two years, you know? So um, I've done that three times and made a lot of money and didn't pay a single penny in state federal income taxes on it. Now you could rent properties and collect income off of it, but you can also do an advanced strategy where you eliminate all the income off the property, right? That's another strategy that, that wealthy people use, okay? So I just was like, given the basics of what they need to do, but again, that adds the, that raises your financial IQ. There's certainly different levels of, of raising your financial IQ, okay? but it's the most simple things that anybody can implement in their life to just avoid paying lots and lots of taxes. Yes. Right? You realize that 
your 401k is rigged to trigger your social security taxes and cause put you in a very high tax bracket. Mm. You need to know what that is, right? People don't know that. Yeah. Social security is tax free only if you know how to invest properly. Otherwise your social security is taxable. So you can design a tax for retirement strategy where you can get four different income streams and they're not taxable. If you do that wrong, you can push yourself in a really high tax bracket. Just knowing those basic things, they're in the book. It takes what, two hours to read the book. Nice. I take all the big words out. So it's simple to read. You can read a chapter a day and four or five minutes a day and rock and roll, you know? So super quick to read. If it's hard to understand, I'm not going to write it. If it's a if it's a long book with too much information, I'm not going to write it. They're short, sweet, to the point. Nice big big writing in there. So you know, <laughs> it doesn't be too intimidating. So, and my my thing is, every chapter of my book has to be worth the cost of the book. Mm. Okay, and if anybody doesn't like my book, just hey, don't give me a crappy rating on Amazon. Reach out to me on Instagram, and I'll I'll send you your money. How about nice. that? I'll. If every chapter of my book is not worth the cost of the book and you don't say, wow, I'm learning lots of cool stuff, just send me on Instagram. You can keep the book. I'll send your money back. I'll give you a, you know, I've never done that before, but that's how confident I am in the, in the financial education I'm helping you with, right? So, well, that's, you know. a, that's a good segue. So where can people get your book? Uh, let's give them some links to connect with you, whether it's on Instagram or wherever you want to send them to get a copy. Okay. Pretty simple. Just put Mark, M-A-R-K, Quan, Q-U-A-N-N, into Google. Um, you can put it into Instagram. Yeah. Uh, my Facebook app, all my friends are maxed out on Facebook, so I can't do that. Instagram is good. You can just put my name in Amazon. All my books come up, Mark Quan, or you can put I-U-L into Amazon. My name comes up. Avoid reduced taxes. My books come up. All those things like that. They're all they're all there. But I'm I'm pretty easy. Instagram. You know, my team, my assistant checks Instagram and kind of goes through that stuff. Um, I have an email address on my website for my company. People can send messages there. Um, my assistant kind of goes through those messages and says, "Hey, boy, you know, you should call this person, whatever." Awesome. So, Good. But yeah, it's just um, pretty easy to get hold of. I'm pretty, you know. I like to help people. So as long as somebody's cool and I get, you know, good vibes, I'll help them out, you know? Love it. Love it, Mark. Well, uh, you know, I think the theme was to uh, increase your financial education and uh, we've shared with people how they can do that. So Mark, great to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks so much for sharing authentically with the group. Yeah. Again, this is fun for me. I so enjoy every single day waking up and just teaching people finances, right? And I'm, I'm telling you, when you become financially independent and you don't need to work anymore, it becomes more fun, actually. I mean, it just, it's How like, it's it even not? more, it just, it's everything is so much better. And if you keep following the same advice that we've been taught for 30 years, I think it's going to have some devastating consequences, right? Because you can't keep printing five trillion, another five trillion, and then things just keep going in the same direction. This is an experiment. We've never done this experiment no, before. No, we haven't. We know, that, we know that the stock markets are going to go up and we know that the stock market's going to go down. So if your only plan is when times are good to make money and you don't have a plan to make more money when the economy is bad, that's an issue. That's, that's going to be a problem for you. So honestly, I do like, I really want people to get this message today. And that's why I've kind of been like directly at you. You can, people need to wake up and realize you cannot do the same thing. And if I'm right, and we do have a major crash, much worse than we had, most of the middle class is going to fall into poverty. If I'm wrong, 
who cares? You'll make more money, right? Because you'll, you know, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if taxes go up or down. I shouldn't, you shouldn't care. If the market goes up or down, you shouldn't care. If inflation goes up or down, you shouldn't care. Because if you have a rate, if you have a high financial IQ, those things can be tweaked relatively simple um, to make money in any economy. And then, you know, cryptocurrency is another topic, of course. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Well, again, man, great to have you on, and uh, and thanks for uh, being a part of the podcast. We'll send uh, we'll send your links out and see if we can get some people educated. Awesome, sounds good, man. Super good meeting you, and uh, you know we'll talk again some other time soon.